This is Hadley Loves Friends, where me, Hadley, watches Friends for the very first time with my friends. Nikki and Nico, what up? Hello. Team, we just watched episode two, the one with the spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) What? I just realised in saying that, I guess they all are, right? (laughs) What do you mean? This one is called the one with the sonogram at the end. Yeah. And guess what? It was at the bloody end. I, uh, oh, the yeah. titles give away uh, what's in the episodes. I wonder if other TV shows are going to cotton on to that and just <laughs> name their episodes accordingly to what happens in the episode. Yep. I know you're saying it with a joking tone. Oh, no, I never joke. <laughs> but I genuinely... I'm deadpan. Yeah. I'm deadpan is Chandler. Oh, here's the okay, so I'm diving straight Jumping off here. point. Yeah, one. <laughs> Segway. Not a lot of Chandler going on. And... <laughs> Just for our listeners, yeah. the reason that will always be funny for us is like it brings me such delight that Nico never uses a segue as a segue. Instead, he says segue or states it in some way and then moves. Yeah, with the official <laughs> Heather Loves Friends drinking game, um, every time that Nico says segue, yeah. anytime I go um, uh, <laughs> anytime I mock the others, <laughs> yeah, yeah. talk about Nikki's age. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully you won't be drinking. <laughs> yeah, no, please drink responsibly. Mm. Um, there was not a lot of Chandler in this episode. Mm. And also, and maybe it's just because it was a Ross-heavy episode, I feel like I've gone from thinking, I'm a bit of a Chandler. From, and I think that the attitude came from before I started watching Friends and just watching Matthew Perry's Greater Works. Yes. I think I'm a Ross team, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Which I used to think it was, but that was more from watching like Madagascar and not wanting to be Melbourne the giraffe. I don't think being a Ross is a bad thing, but what I think will happen is, I mean, we're all, all the friends. Mm. And over time, you'll find the one that you truly are most like. But I mean, Ep 2, we're still on the roller coaster, Hadley. Like, you just don't know. Right now, I feel like we're on that part of the roller coaster that goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And we go, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The view's really good from up here. <laughs> the thing yeah. that I'm quite keen to know, though, like, character-wise, is, like, so you're starting to think maybe you're more of a Ross. Mm. But what's your, what are your reflections or thoughts or observations on who the characters are at this point? You I'm, know, like, summing them up in three words. Because to me, particularly for Joey and Phoebe, one of, like, the fallbacks of, like, oh, they're the this one that mm. the writer's room obviously have is starting to become really clear. What about you? I struggled knowing which one Monica was last episode and kind of figured that she was just more filled with the function of bringing people together. This episode, you really get to see more of like, oh man, she kind of almost suffers from middle child syndrome, despite I I think she's one of two. Mm. Um, But so that was really cool seeing her with her parents. And is her dad the rich guy who bankrolls Ocean's Eleven? Yeah, it's Elliot Elliot Gould. Gould. He does a phenomenal job. All ten seasons long, like 
I love that guy. He's such cool. a He's comes so back. Good to know. Yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers. The one with Elliot Gould. <laughs> <laughs> he is great. I yeah, I really delight in his character. Mm. He's so funny and so yeah, adorable. And also I like that the way that he I guess talks down to Monica. But also, like, is still a loving dad. Whereas mm-hmm. I feel like the mum is kind of like a sitcom mum villain. But yeah. I, I think he's, I think he's great. And it's also one of those things. It's early days where, yeah, all of the characters they're falling back on the kind of basic skeletal structure of the character. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, they, everybody softens and and grows to be more than just those things. But definitely, like, her as that villainous mum. You're like, what? Yeah, <laughs> this is very one dimensional. Yeah. And, and as of last episode, Monica was, was like a, just a, a, a device. Whereas now, okay, oh, wow, like you've got stuff going on. Um, David Schwimmer, he's got a lot going on. Mm. Um, and, yeah, like I said, I like him a lot. And I, I still feel like he's sort of the most human out of all of them. Yeah. He works at a museum. Yes, and do you, know, do you have an inkling of maybe what he does? Because... Before your mm. prediction was that he ran a pub or a bar, I, I thought he was like 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 an accounts of a bar. Like he was, you know, I don't know what he does. I don't feel like he owns the museum, but then well, surely the city owns the museum. I don't know. But then his mum was talking about. Like initially, I thought he just might work at the museum, mm. like my brother did at Otago Museum. Yes. And in fact, most of my friends at some point in their lives. Uh, worked at Otago Museum. But then his mum's talking about he's getting papers published. So maybe, like, he's a big deal in the museum world. I don't know. <laughs> museum world. Yeah. It's not just an Otago Museum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, that's exciting. Well, I mean, let your, let your imagination wander. We know he works in a museum. We know that he publishes papers. So. Mm. I reckon we, when we first found him, he was making some great gags while he was hanging out oh. with uh, the, the cave people. Um, so many good gags. Like... Walking erect and the whole um Is this a good time? And he's like, Yeah. <laughs> it's the it's the Stone Age. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Great the, game. The mannequin arm. Oh yeah. his all the way through with the uh, he's doing mannequin arm acting uh, later on. Mannequin arm acting He's doing his own arm acting too in that yeah. a lot. <laughs> yep. Yeah. He's using two of his own, one of someone else's. Mm. Then he goes into the, the hospital and he's doing like baby juggling, like feed yep. He is the king of physical comedy. But also he delivers lines with not only the most integrity out of all of them, like I said, I think he's got the most heart out of everybody, but two, there are lines that he makes funny that I don't think anybody else would. Stand by for this. Example. Example. This was the moment that I laughed out loud the loudest, and also it wasn't a big laugh from the studio audience, Mm -hmm. Um, which always made me think, am I laughing in the wrong... It's the downside of having a studio audience laughing. The upside is it tells you where the jokes are. The downside is if you find something funny that they don't find funny, (laughs) then I go, oh, is this not supposed to be funny? You're an outsider. You You don't understand friends. You feel stupid. You're like, oh. Oh, That wasn't one of the (laughs) predetermined jokes. This one, he's just found out um, that his uh, now ex-wife has he's he's got a new partner and also is pregnant with Ross's baby mm-hmm. and he turns up at the house mm-hmm. and he's got his collar unbuttoned <laughs> and his tie down just so he can see that he's looking really sad. He's had a hard day. He's oh, like he's had a real Daniel Powder of a day. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well played. And then 
And he, uh, Monica opens the door and he just goes, Hi. <laughs> Headley. <laughs> that high is an important high. <laughs> and it's amazing that it is like the thing that tickles you the most or that is such it a laugh out loud moment. so funny. Because that high is also the reason that I would, I mean, I can't speak for the friends community, but that high defined Ross as somebody that a lot of people hated. Like, yeah. that part of Ross, the high in my life and things are so difficult for, like, a while. I mean, Ross, you know, his character goes on a journey. Sure. But, like, I, my gut feeling... Where's the beef? <laughs> that, yeah, people have used that type of moment as a, an excuse or reason that they don't like Ross. Okay. <laughs> sure. You've, you've, you've racked me right up. <laughs> Here is where the problem is, okay? Mm-hmm. It's not with me, and it's not with Ross and his highs. Yes. People are getting upset that this man <laughs> who has gone through <laughs> so much in an incredibly short amount of time is feeling feelings about these things, whereas, oh, we bloody love Rachel, eh? We're going to give our, our hair cut into the Rachel, aren't we? When she has gone through, uh, she ran away from the altar, she had to go uh, to her her fiancé and give back a ring, which is a traumatic experience, and neither of them giving any hoots at all. Mm, no. <laughs> you mean the very dentist situation? Very dentist. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 And people were fine with that. No, no, no. <laughs> Here or... Do you know who wasn't fine with that? Kid in the dentist chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just trying to get some braces on. I want to know what that kid has gone on to do. I'm going to say, is he yeah. famous? Like, is I he... don't know. That is... We're going to look it up. We'll let you, our listener, know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that me? <laughs> Someone tell me, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to know. That kid, I reckon, had a lot of potential. Yeah. I know um, when we were doing our first episode of, like, who's going to be in it and I made a couple of predictions I think there will be like several kids in here who are nobodies Mm. and who will grow up and go oh my gosh like when you're watching Firefly and there's that flashback episode and there's the young doctor and you go is that a 12 year old Zac Efron yeah yeah and then you go oh my gosh that's the greatest showman in that (laughs) He said, dating the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we'll, we'll look into... He can really into... just get his head in the game and, uh, <laughs> and fix, yeah. fix the kid that was sick. I, I haven't seen that. You two wild cats. <laughs> ah, ah. We'll look to into... remember. <laughs> was he in that? Oh, no, but he was in that one. Charlie Street he... Cloud? No, that one. But <laughs> that is... one where he comes back from war and he was a Marine and oh, he has a dog. Yeah. Dear, and like, just dear somebody. Like, dear Judah. Oh, no, no, he's the lucky one. <laughs> the lucky one. I'm the lucky one that I got to witness Zac Efron in that movie. Oh. Did it make you feel 17 again? <laughs> Starring Matthew Perry of Studio 16 and Sunset Strip fame. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it comes full circle. But seriously, let's talk about the lucky ones another time because I'll say it again. Uh, Moving on. Hi. (laughs) Hi. No. um, (laughs) That's how I answer the door straight after watching Lucky Ones. Hi. Just so devastated I couldn't be the second. David Trim was like. Oh, that's what that's like. <laughs> Never mind. Bye. Slam. Slam. 
Um, just to put a pin or, or a button on that, that just last bit of conversation, <laughs> um, I um, made these words. No, no, I'm not going to soften my blow here. I stand resolutely with Ross uh, as of uh, episode two, the one with the sonogram at the end, which there was. Um, I think that he is the best and most human of all the characters, and if you don't like him, you are a monster. <laughs> Well, I'm ha- like I think that's a great opinion. I don't disagree with it. No. I was merely just sharing what I think was the thoughts of the time. Well, and I do, that, that is what this podcast is all about, after all. I shouldn't get too angry. <laughs> <laughs> the thoughts of the world in 1994. This is yeah. about me taking part in something that uh, was so of its time, and now I'm not of the time. I think one of the other things, like just in terms of the deeper story of Ross, mm. is like the dynamic of Susan and Ross and Carol in that doctor's appointment. Mm. So Susan is... Carol's new partner. So Carol is... Ross. I'm Ross. still... I don't even know the friends' names. So let's be cool. Okay. <laughs> Carol is Ross's ex-wife, who's yes. pregnant. And Susan's Susan, his, his her new, new partner. partner. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, Ross arrives at the doctor's office and then Susan walks in later with the juice and it's all mm. like, oh, you know, like... The ex-husband and the new partner yeah. and this baby in a uterus. Yeah. And, like, I just have to say, I get it's a complicated situation, but I feel like there's some real sort of, like, misplaced hostility in those moments. <laughs> because I really feel... I from... feel From all of them. Okay. But I feel for... I feel for Ross and that I think it's really legitimate. Yeah. And he should you know, have a say in the last name of his child if he, you know, is showing up and, you know, the father. And quite recently was married to Carol. Like, it's, it doesn't seem to me that, like, a year has passed or even, like, half a year. It seems, you know, she's pregnant in early stages pregnancy. What so. is the timeline here? Do we know? It looks like, you know, she's, like, 12 weeks. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, 12 weeks. Yeah. So they had sex 12 weeks ago. Yeah. And then... I think it's only fair that he should, you know, have a say in the name. And Susan's so mad about that. And I understand as well that she's wanting to, like, legitimize and hold on to and be acknowledged in her relationship. But I'm like, I don't think it's that hard to fathom that he would, you know, Mm. want a place in that conversation. It's not shocking. Yeah. (sighs) This becomes very... (laughs) Gender political. It does. And it's, it's an important conversation, and Friends brought it up in 1994. Yeah, who knew that Friends, you know, one moment it's twee and going, oh, everyone I've ever loved has died. Oh, sorry, Phoebe. And the next moment it's going, you know what, it's my body, my choice, I want to keep this baby, and, you know, yeah. blah, 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 blah. He said, dismissing uh, yeah. While never discussing any of those things and simply using them as a vehicle for a studio audience to laugh. So, yeah. Using it as a, as, a, as a vehicle to get Ross in the room with one, a, uh, a um, puppet of a, a fetus that he can flip around, <laughs> and two, a magazine rack on the wall that has three magazines I could make out. One is Life magazine. Right. That's a famous magazine. Yeah. It's featured in Mad Men. Two, there's one that I think was called Highlights. Great. It just looked like kind of newsy. And there's one in the middle, and I couldn't get a glimpse <laughs> of the entire cover, simply called Hip Hop. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I love the props master. It was like, oh, look, what do you want? I don't know, just a, a selection of magazines. <laughs> I like to think they got confused, and they were just grabbing, like, let's get some uh, magazines here. Let's get one about anatomy. Uh, <laughs> and they grabbed one called Hip Hop. 
orations. So you don't actually get to see that it's about hip hop orations. Get um, out. <laughs> <laughs> that was poor. <laughs> Look, I'm just trying to put my head inside the head. I um, like the idea that they didn't go to the news agents and pick up magazines, but they were like, they came back with life and they came back with that other one. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, we need one more though. And they're like, I'll make it. I'll make one. <laughs> Yeah. It's just like using Microsoft Publisher. <laughs> Not that I really want to. And they open the template and they're like, we don't have time. <laughs> Let's print it. Uh, this is hip hop. I don't care. <laughs> David Schumer arrives in two minutes. Yeah. He's going to chuck their feeds across the room. We need magazines. <laughs> yeah. Great. I've heard the expression used before like, if you go to a puppet show and you're watching the strings, you're not enjoying the show. What does that say if you're noticing hip hop? <laughs> Maybe I, I'm not into the Susan Susan's beef as much as maybe yeah I don't know I'm not you know what because it was behind her mm. um, and I feel for her because she wants to have the new relationship and go like yo I'm enough in this relationship but I feel for Ross yeah and then Carol 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 yeah she's actually the one like doing the baby like that's hard work and yeah. well it's, it's tough eh I mean it's it's a complicated situation who do you reckon um, should have that place by the Gaza Strip, Palestine or Israel? Discuss. <laughs> Discuss. Well, Discuss. Susan, was, Susan was there first. <laughs> I mean, speaking of heavy issues, though, yeah. let's talk about Ross's waistcoat. Oh, oh <laughs> good grief. His, uh, I've just come from being in Fit on the Roof. Yeah, yeah. that one. The corduroy yeah. waistcoat with a, scull- a scalloped bottom. Paul said, see you later. <laughs> oh, that was a thing. That was the thing. Um, yeah, that's bad. Do you know what else uh, from the episode that I would like to talk about? Yes. Um, at the the family dinner with Monica and Ross and her parents. And Elliot Gould. Elliot yeah. Gould. Um, the fact that, that Monica decides to, to call Ross over into the kitchen to have a to have a little private conversation. Oh, their heart-to-heart. Their heart-to-heart little hushed conversation. Oh, now, sorry, what was that conversation? What was the adjective you used to describe well, I mean, I mean, Hush just putting it lightly because she pretty much screams her dialogue at Ross. There's no walls in that house. It's a very open plan apartment. It was, it was baffling to me that the fact that there's a big reveal and Elliot Gould and lady actress, whose name I can't remember, um, are shocked by the revelation of the fact that Ross is going to have a baby and... That's, a lesbian. that's sitcom rules, though. You're allowed to talk as hot, as loud as you want as long as the camera's only, like, tightly cropped on you. No, you're thinking of, you're thinking of extras rules. <laughs> Where if you're not on camera, you stop acting. Is Courtney Cox, yes. prior to this point, like, was she big in the theatre scene and, like, she doesn't quite understand, like... Microphones and cameras. <laughs> Maybe when when, when, when Bruce Springsteen wasn't singing to her, she wasn't on camera anymore. Yeah, she got. I mean, her. I, this isn't her claim to fly, flame. <laughs> My claim to flame. Her claim to fame. One of them prior mm. to this was that she was in a Bruce Springsteen video clip. Right. And it was like a live show, and he pulls her up from the crowd, and it's like yeah, man, now and dancing, and Courtney Cox is all there, like yeah, yeah. with her hair, and it's amazing. Right. Question. Yeah. Yeah. Was Ace Ventura a pet detective prior to Friends as well? I think that it was post-season one, but yeah. I could be wrong. We'll get our fact checkers on that. Yeah. <laughs> Email us in. We know you will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting my IMDb out right now. 
Um, Talk amongst yourselves. Okay, while you do that, let me um, throw one of my things out there that, I wouldn't say outraged me, but... <laughs> Can I just say, I sat next to you on the couch, and there was no emotion even close to outrage like being projected from your being, so I love if that's just the way you... you know, I, I internalised <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just push um, it down. Was, one, this has been... Uh, a wee while in between drinks as far as getting like a second sit down let's get this podcast out mm-hmm. and there's only three people involved in this yes. equation there are six of them and they are together all the <laughs> darn time what are they up to yeah do they work we know rachel does and that's why they always work yep. they always go to, to her her cafe situation yeah how can they always have the time to hang out? Like, sure, and do they have no other friends? Well, the thing that's also interesting about that is we know that Monica is a chef. Do we? Yeah, because she makes the the food, you know. Oh, right. You know. I just figured that, that because your mum's like, oh, you've got food, and she's got like a... Yeah, she, I told you that she works in a restaurant, I had a restaurant, so like, right. this has been revealed right, okay. to us. Yeah, yeah, I don't own a restaurant. Well, maybe yeah, don't yeah. tell them that. So that means that she works in hospital at night, yeah. and we've got to pretend that some of the others have day jobs. <laughs> <laughs> They're like hanging out for like six hours at a stretch, it yeah. seems. Um, and secondly, obviously they're a tight knit crew, mm. um, and you know, like what a what a rapport they all have. Even Rachel, who comes into the mix, she you know finds her way in. Yeah, and she's got, but she's got history. You know, because she... She went to school with them. Yes. That's right. Yeah. I feel the need to remind you of these you things. Definitely you definitely do, because like... there was the scene where uh, where she was putting her head on top of uh, David Schwimmer's hands, yes. and they were talking at high school, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. that's right, they know each other. There were some longing glances. Oh, yeah, that was, that was a nice moment. Mm. Mm. But... Uh, also, to answer the earlier question, both Ace Ventura and Friends were in 1994. IMDb didn't tell me which, so I gave up. And so she must have filmed Ace Ventura... Moved on to the mm. Warner Brothers lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Also, side note, not to cut you off, yeah. but one thing that I was very happy to, to learn about was the fact that her IMDb page also lists her working on WCW Monday Night Nitro in the year 2000. Amazing. Which is a wrestling show, in case you didn't know that, which I'm pretty happy about. What did she do on that? Didn't, not I to didn't, cut me off. I didn't, cl- I didn't click. I didn't click Maybe it was to do with, like, if she was still with David well, Arquette then. Well, I can't. such a massive wrestling fan. And also, in the lore of World Championship Wrestling, David Arquette, uh, at one point in time, was the WCW World Heavyweight Champion. Heavyweight? Yes. <laughs> he was that promotion's champion. Oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, it go. was pretty much the nail in the coffin for WCW, and then they yeah. ended up going out of business and being <laughs> but bought But that's out. another podcast. <laughs> but, right. Interesting. But, yeah, David Arquette, when you, th- when you look at him, you think, scream, wrestling, <laughs> heavyweight champion. <laughs> Looks good in hats. Back to where you were. <laughs> yeah, oh, and I'm gonna get it in one moment. Oh, yeah, the, 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 okay, so here's where I was at, was the tight knit circle. Yes. Mm. Now, Ross was married, right? So I assume he, up until the separation, got along with his wife. Yes. And I assume that she was like a part of his life, and thus, was she like one of, the friends? Yeah, like there were seven. Yeah. Well, I guess, because how many of them now? Six. Yeah, there are six. Yeah, so it's, like it's a one and one out policy. Like mm. Rachel has replaced her. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, <laughs> is that, that must be so hard for her. <laughs> 
Because as you're right, they, they were like they spend all day every day with each other, and then all of a sudden she's just got Susan, who yeah. I think seems fine, but is a bit crabby. But also, she's going through a massive change. You know, like she spent. A decade or so of marriage, I said, oh, no, that's not true because they're in their 20s. She yeah. spent some years married to Ross and, like, with him. Yeah. And then she's, like, going through this huge change, like, coming out. Yeah. You know, starting a relationship Without with a Without the support of her yeah. friends. Yeah. I mean, it's so true. And, I mean, it really highlights to me some of the ways in which I have a very narrow view of the universe. And then I have thought about that before, but I've only even thought about it from the friend's perspective. of like, I wonder if they miss Carol. <laughs> like... You know, she's out in the cold, like, yeah. I'm having such troubles. Her show is the show that would get made in, like, 2014. Yeah. Um, you know, we're kind of like... It's like, a, like an HBO-style, yeah. gr- gritty... I would watch Carol. Patricia Arquette. Ooh. Am I just thinking of her because we've been talking about David Arquette? Yes, and can I just say that is the worst casting for Carol. No. Patricia Arquette? Oh, no, am I thinking of the You're other thinking Arquette? thinking about Alexis Arquette, who no. was in The Wedding Singer? No, she's amazing. I love Alexis Arquette. I'm, thinking I'm just naming Arquettes. There's a third Arquette sister. Is there? I'm sure of it. My point being... I don't look on, I don't look <laughs> on IMDb again. <laughs> we can't do that. Darrell Hadley again. I'm just like, just something gritty. Or maybe, um, I don't know, you cast Carol. And, and also, it's not called Carol, by the way. Um, <laughs> Isn't it? I am Carol. Yeah, nice. <laughs> that is what yeah, it's nice. called. Yeah, yeah, it's called I am Carol. It's called uh, Suddenly Susan. <laughs> I love the idea that suddenly Susan was a spin-off and Susan Bunch actually <laughs> works in, like, what was it, a magazine? She's a magazine? Oh, I'm in love with you. Or was it Just Shoot Me? I don't know. Both of them, oh, I think, Carol. were magazines. Suddenly Susan. Suddenly Susan. Um, Hedley, you had a point about an hour ago. <laughs> no, I made my point. The point is, um, Carol... R.I.P. Carol from the Friends. R.I.P. Carol from the Friends. Yeah. I don't know much about her... Because like she's not a main character, mm-hmm. so in many ways <clears throat> it's like okay, she's I can dismiss her. Yes. But in so many other ways, she is so much more compelling than Rachel is, mm-hmm. more compelling than Joey is, and that's why even Chandler, who I assumed that I'd like the most, <laughs> is kind of just a bit eh. Get give me more Carol. Yeah, right. And cut the laugh track. Let's get real. Here's a question for you: yeah. Do you think they're going to give you more Carol? Nah. <laughs> one, and, one and done. Not, not. They're never gonna give me as much Carol as I want. <laughs> and also, I'll tell you the secondly, uh, and this might seem like an ungrateful thing, but if I do, I'm not gonna be happy with it. What if they embed Carol further into? Yeah, they're not gonna do it right. I don't. Have, I, I don't <laughs> it's, not, it's not Showtime Network Carol. Yeah. Yeah. It's not I am Carol. It's not I am Carol. It's 1994 NBC. It's not, not gonna. Yeah. Suddenly Susan. It's not Sammy Susan. Who else? Bunch. Yeah. Yeah. It was too early to start making Helen Keller, Helen Geller jokes as well. That's only way too long to realise that that was Ross's last name. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of hilarious because there's only one way to take that joke. (laughs) Like, they chose Geller. Yeah. Nah, shut it down. Yeah. And I'm, in this instance, not alone because I was watching the episode for... That's the second episode that I was watching for the first time. Yeah. And so was everyone else at the time. I'll tell you one thing about this episode. Okay. It contains one of my biggest bugbears of the entire 10 seasons. Like, 
a moment that I come back to time and time again with such frustration. One, how terrifying would an actual bugbear be? <laughs> would it be a bug or a bear? <laughs> a giant bug or a <laughs> tiny bear? <laughs> bear. They just chase around with fly spray. <laughs> The bear's back! <laughs> and it just raids beehives. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, that's adorable. Yeah, that's, a, that's another spin off. Really high pitched yeah. roar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, bag bear, go. Yeah. It is the device that they use of using food to tell the time. Okay. Oh my gosh, yes. Let me stop you right there, said the man to the woman. Gosh. <laughs> You're allowed. Um, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. It's, it's like, you know, you see a clock and you just like mm-hmm. watch the hands go. Mm-hmm. But in this one, instead of hands kind of rotating around with soft yes. fades, it's a plate of spaghetti <laughs> that gets smaller and smaller. The spaghetti is not as the plate. But, but the big oh. fat. You know the one? <laughs> this is my problem. Where does the sauce come from? Yeah. Yes. It starts a big plate of spaghetti. White and there's spaghetti. Sauce, but there's sauce, you know. Oh, but it's not much. It's like I've just sat down. <laughs> you know. Oh, not much. Monica has been a skimpy as a shit yeah. with the She's that sauce for the very end of the meal, yeah. apparently. And then, but then it fades to, you know, and Elliot Gould's like, oh, you know, and disparaging comments about the female daughter that I have. Yeah. And then it cuts to the next one. Smaller plate of spaghetti. Not much sauce at all. I'd say, I'd say no sauce. Yeah. No. <laughs> Basically just spaghetti. Bone and dry. Yeah. yeah. And then the third fade. Just spaghetti. It's, just, a, it's a whole bowl. No, it's just. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then the third fade. Just sauce. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just sauce. And where did it come from? And the problem that I have with it is that if you're going to use that device to tell time, you can't then add a second helping of a no. meal. Is that what happened? Which is the only logical explanation for there to be that much sauce because it wasn't hidden. It's clear. Yeah. I have such a problem with that moment. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the clock showing of time. It's like clock hand, clock hand, digital clock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because like, the... What? What? Yeah. <laughs> the only purpose of it is to tell time. And then if they're going to use it to also tell a story about Elliot Gould's appetite, they need a fourth <laughs> one. <laughs> so that we can see it go up and down and we know his helpings are a thing. And then you get to him just covered in sauce. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't know much about um, Mr. Galler, mm. but I want to throw it out there and mm. say that his appetite is like a... A season six storyline where, like, he's eating a lot. He's got diabetes in season six, and, like, that's that's an issue they've had. Probably not well, but better than they would have in season one. Like, by season six, he's got some money behind him. Um, They're like, let's let's deal with the heart-hitting issues of obesity in America. They're getting, like, lobbied by Diabetes USA, and they're like, okay, let's let's deal with it. Let's give much-beloved character actor Elliot Gould. uh, Let's use him to... I love it. Big big food and, like, sugar are lobbying government to be like, hey, just, like, call pizza a vegetable and, like, let's just the food pyramid. Let's just make horrible. And and Uh, the Diabetes (laughs) Foundation are like, how can we get around this? Kevin, what are you working on? Um, I've got an idea how we can uh, get in the friends market. <laughs> and he pitches. Have you it. heard of Elliot Gould? <laughs> and then he pitches it, and then everyone in the uh, in the diabetes office they give him a round of applause. <laughs> stop! Stop! 
I mean, keep going. <laughs> nah, we'll stop it there. Yeah. The friends round of applause, clap, 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 clap. If yeah. that's not going to get you, it oh, must be time for Oh, oh there it. it is. I got yeah. it. I was like, yeah. is it like a weird diabetes You were pun? probably uh, still hung up on the fact that Hadley said, everyone in the diabetes office. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, you get diagnosed, and then they're like, well, off to the diabetes office with you. See, in my head, I went, like, Santa's workshop. Like, it's great from working in this little office. Oh, God. Making the diabetes. <laughs> Making well, insulin. Yeah. That's better. Well, there you go. Um, hot take on food telling time and di- you diabetes. Can you do me a favour and just write down, just kind of throw a lot of predictions out there. Yes. And... I'm still trying to retain the friends' names, let alone keeping track of my predictions. A few being Nicky Nico, and also a few being someone listening. If anything comes true, can you remind me what I've said? Because <laughs> oh, I've I'll forgotten. take great pleasure in that. <laughs> yeah, well, but only if I'm right. I'm not, yeah. uh, not interested in hearing anything. No, no, I'm, if you're wrong too. <laughs> yeah, cool, yeah. If you're wrong too. Amazing. It's time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.